Shalom, my name is Yechezkel Hartman. I'm going to give the short machshava on the daf and machshava on the parsha. I'm all going to share it. And I was zoichet to be a Talmud by Ramoy Shapira Zichet Tzatil Vrachel, whose yard site will be this week at Asar Betavis. And as in honor of the yard site, I wanted to dedicate a shir to give a little bit of preview of what Machshav is all about. And some of the keys that Ramosh Hazetzal gave us in trying to learn and understand Machshav. So first of all, we'll start with the name. The truth is that my Rebbe really did not like the word Machshav to define what we're learning over here. Because Machshav means to think. I mean, every time you learn, you're supposed to think. Why talking about the Agadah of Torah, talking about the death of Chazal, is called Machshava? It's the wrong word. We know in Rav Hutner, in the Pachaditzrok, called this, called this subject, Hilchos Deyos V'choyvah Salavos, the halachas of the Deus and what the heart needs to think. I think by Ramosh's Bismedrish, we used to just call this the Agadah of Torah. We're talking about something which is not Yechasa. We're not in the Lundus, not in Halacha. We're talking about the Agatha of Torah. And the Agatha of Torah is something which always needs to be learned and understood. It's not something that should be ignored. Something which is not new. The Maharal, really, in his form, that's his main mission to come and emphasize the point of learning Divri Agatha learning it correctly, understanding that Divri Chazal have significance to them, have depth to them. That's really what the Maharal, his mission, his life mission was. And throughout the generations, many of Gdeila Adaris were busy in learning and understanding Divri Agado. This is one thing, especially when you go to yeshivas, it's something which is a lot of times lost. One of the big questions I remember as a Bachar was, if this is a chalik of Torah that needs to be learned this way. Why don't we find that other G'daylim throughout the generations learned it and were busy with it? And once, as a bachar, I even asked from Moshe this question, and he told me, that's not true. Really, anyone of G'dayli Hadar throughout the generations was busy also in Divya Hagadah. Almost all of them. Many of them did not write anything about it because this chilek of Torah was not something which was so publicized. This chilek of Torah was something that many people did on their own. But we do find throughout the generations many of G'dayl Adaris that are busy with the Agat of Torah. The K'tsoy Sechoyshe on his Agdoma to the Shmaitza has a whole very long arichos of Divya Agadah. Obviously, we have the classic ones, like the Chassam Seifer, who is full and full of Divya Godot. And the Rajma has a whole section speaking about Divya Godot. Not referring to all the ones that were busy with Divya Godot directly, as the Maharalas mentioned in the Vilna Goyim. And obviously, all the Sifri Hasidis, which were so busy with Israel. But there's something important to understand about Machshavah, we call Machshavah, Divya Agadah. 
that really will shed light on this question as well. Why don't we find enough people busy with it as we find in Hilchasa? Because really, Divrei Agadol, in understanding Machshav, understanding what Divrei Chazal really mean, really relates to Kabbalah. As Ramon Shavos used to say, used to bring the Vilna Goyen, that says there's four parts of Torah. Pardes, Pshat, Remes, Drash, Soit. But the real order should be Pshat, Drash, Remes, Soit. Why? Because the key to Drash is Pshat. Pshat means a simple understanding. Drash, we read Darshan, getting more into depth. But you know what we call for ourselves? Longest, the longest, the Hilchasa that we come into in the depths of the Pshat. Soit is obviously Kabbalah. Remez is the hints that with that we get to understand Kabbalah. And some of the parts of Remez, if not all, is Divri Agada. Divri Agada is the remozing the Chazal gave us to understand the depths of what Agada means, which connects us to Kabbalah. So Kabbalah is Divri Soit, is things which are beyond us, beyond of regular learners, things that are very high to up there. Divrei Agadol is really the remez to Kabbalah. And when you don't have a Rebbe that knows Kabbalah well, to understand Divrei Agadol it becomes very difficult. And that's why it sometimes is hard to just catch Divrei Agadol on their own. Because they are really remuzzing and hints to things which are much deeper. Many times when you learn Divrei Agadol, you get to some kind of a dead end because the, we understand something but there's something deeper over here which we're missing because we need Kabbalah to really understand it. It's the opening, it's the shah, the gateway to get to much deeper places of Torah. So understanding that, that gives us a little bit of a taste. Divya Agadol is a chashivis. There's something very deep over here. Chazal giving us things which are not just stories or just mishalim. It's really the gate to Kabbalah. But it's a gate because it's only the remez that everybody can try to understand and comprehend. And maybe not always will fully understand it, but at least gives us a little bit of a taste of what's beyond the surface. What Rumayshe Shapir Zetzal did was that he brought this limut, and he's probably the pioneer of it, to bring it to the mainstream yeshiva system. Again, all the generations, many of the Sephardim are dealing with it. But the yeshiva system, which geared away from learning Kabbalah for several reasons. First, the main limut for a young bacher is not supposed to be Kabbalah. But also because there's a very big danger in learning Kabbalah in the right, not right way. Also, pivoted away from learning Agatha because of the association of a God to the Kabbalah, and because it's not so easy to understand without a Rebbe. But as we have more, the generations passed, and we have more and more Sephardim and Perushim understanding, we have more of access to the Rebbe And Moshe's legacy, so to speak, to the yeshivas, to the Lindim is that mainstream yeshiva people are now have, have access and ability to learn Divrei Agadol and understand them and, and, and try to appreciate the beauty of what Divrei Agadol is all about. 
So this is a call a preview. We have the importance of learning the importance is, first of all, it's a chelik of Torah, it's the opening to Kabbalah, and it's the brings us a little bit of the depth of Chazal, or giving us with the messages that come through Agad. And as the Maral tells us, every message of Chazal has depth to it. We're talking about every Yechus has depth to it, every Agatha also has depth to it, and sometimes much more depth to it, because we're coming into, you know, Mamashit the Divri Kabbalah. So it's a chayvali, we have obligation, not to just learn a story in the Gemara and say, ah, that's nothing. But to understand there's something here. And if a person is able to, to try to understand and to dwell into the depth of what Machshav is all about. And I want to give here three keys that I learned from my Rebbe and from his Torah with a little bit of additions that I learned throughout the years. And that that's the keys of, I believe, of how to approach and learn Machshav. So number one, Ramosha always used to tell me, when you learn Divri Agada, when you learn Machshava, you're supposed to approach it the same way you approach every other Chelek of Torah. Don't just say, ah, there's a story here, eh, it doesn't mean anything. No. You have to, first of all, obviously, respect it, and then try to understand it. Ask questions. One of the things you see when you learn Agada and Machshava, people just say it, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand what it means. Ask, does it make sense? Do you understand it? Does this fit with other things you learned? If you don't have that, so you'd be basically not treating it as a Torah. Every chilek of Torah, you need to approach it the same way. Inquire, ask the question, try to figure out what's going on over here. Even if you God you don't understand, bring it as a question. Not every time you'll have an answer, but at least point out what's bothering you. At least inquire, at least bring the question. You have to, sh- you have to ask the Shiloh. Ask the Shiloh, you can start figuring it out. You can start seeing if there's any way to explain it. That's key number one. Without that, you can't even approach it. You need to learn the same way you learn every other chilek of Torah. Now, once you come to learn it, now there's a very important thing to know. Unfortunately, the issues that could come with Divya Gata, Divya is that it's very easy to say almost anything you want to say. That's the truth. Divya Machshava, person could just start talking and saying, yeah, we have a white wall because white represents purity. And connect everything to Divya Gata. Especially if someone has a little bit of knowledge in it, you can take words from here, words from there, just connect it. That's why it's so important to have either a Rebbe, a Rebbe that knows what he's talking about, or, or in combination with, having a source for anything that we say. A true source. A source which is a Bar Samcha, who's giving us a key in learning. It's very easy to say whatever you want in Agat, especially in Machshav. You can just say maybe this, maybe that, Svar over here. You know, it's very hard to say your own Svars because these things are so deep. 
So people sometimes tend to just say some ideas and you don't know where it's coming from. That's why it's so important to have the sources. It's interesting. Ramosha, especially in the open shirim, the Thursday night shirim, he usually never quoted sources. And he had his reasons why he didn't quote sources. I believe some of the sources were sources that he didn't think the Sibu will appreciate where it's coming from. And some of the sources will maybe be misleading for people to think that they can learn that safer. So he did not give sources. But anybody who worked on a shear of Ramosha, and I have the schos to right now be working on a safer of Ramosha, his shiurim of Agathas and Rabba Bachana, which are three blocked in Mesechet Bobasro, and he gave shiurim in it for four years. So when you work at it, and you try to find the sources, you see that every single thing Ramosha said had a source to it. And if it wasn't a direct source, so there's an indirect source. So this, that's part of Torah. You have an idea that the Marshal says in one place, you can take that idea and build on it to, to bring it to another place. You have a Chiddush of the Maharal in one Masechto. You can use it to explain something else. Once you have a source, now you can build a Marshal. Now you can build an idea based on what the Stereo Chazal said. It's fascinating. And the Shur of Rav Bacharan that I'm working on, so Rav Bacharan, it's, I got this, I go on throughout three dots, three blocks, a little bit more, and they are really not understood. And the first part you have, the Vilna Goyen come to explain it. The first third, approximately. And there Ramosha goes to the Shurim to explain what the Vilna Goyen says. The next third of the Shurim, or I got this, that we do not have a real explanation. We have, we have the Marshal, we have the Maharal. Ramosha goes and basically gives his own ideas to explain these Gemaras. But every idea of the own, the own ideas of Ramosha is all based on sources in other places. Ideas that were brought and discussed by different sparring in different places. And he just brings it in and attaches them and derives and builds on them. And obviously Ramosha himself is a source. For me, for many others, Ramosha appears that is a source of his own. His understanding of Dira Machshava was on parallel this in this generation. So if you have a source, you can build upon it. You can derive from it. You can attach to this source, another source, and connect something to it. You hear a vote, you hear an idea. If it has a source to it, you have money in the bank. But if there's no source, someone just saying a svarandivragoda, it's basically a waste of time. Even if it makes sense and it's nice and fits, if you don't have any source to it, it's almost nothing. So that's key number two. You must know the sources, you must have something to rely on, to fall on. To say, we're saying this because based on the Ramban Chumash, and the Maral on the Nets of Israel, and the Marshal and, and, and Titus. So we could come and say this idea. And finally, the third key is the, the called the smell. You can smell when something makes sense. After you have the first two keys, you approach the Vergado. You, with inquiring minds, you ask a question. You don't just accept anything that's happening. You ask the question, try to understand it. 
then you have sources to understand the Yomachshav. Now, we need to actually feel if the Yomachshav, the idea that's coming up over here, makes sense. I'll add to here what I heard from my uncle, Ari Bergman Shlita. And he said to me something once, and it's so true. And really, it's, it's MS, just the fact when you, you hear it, you hear it's MS. And this is really what Ramoisha projected and said, not in these words. What's the difference between a Devar MS and a Vert? You know, MS is, you know, truth. Or you have an idea. When someone says in Devar MS, it's something that goes mina kotze la kotze. like it says with the Mishkan. You hear an idea, and the idea doesn't only fit to explain this sentence of the Gemara, but it fits with everything else you know. What you learn since you were a child. You know, what you learn about the obvious, Avram Yitzchak and the Shvatim. And you have some understanding based on that, and different ideas that you heard throughout the years. And suddenly someone gives you an ikudo and it says, ah, this fits everything I learned. That's an emistic shot. But sometimes a person tells you a word, says, oh, what's shot in this Gemara? Uh, maybe you could say oh, X, Y, Z. Well, maybe yes, maybe not. You know, even if it's not wrong, uh, I don't know. It's a chiddush. <laughs> we could maybe have shot yes, have shot not. Whenever you learn Divya Machshava, you want to come to a shot to understand it. Again, after you went through the first two stages, the third stage is smell it. Does this word actually sit with you well? Does it fit with other things you know? Because if not, even though maybe you have a source to it, again, if it's a direct source of Marshal or Maharal or the Vilna Goyen tells you the chat, so that's going to be your new Mahalach. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking once you're thinking about a word that's not really written over here. Let's say you have a source somewhere else that says something similar, but doesn't, you, want to, you want to stick it into the Gemara over here. If the idea is an idea, that goes, it fits everything you know, you s- then the idea is right. Then you can take this idea, again, after learning it be you, trying to understand it, having some sources to base it on. Now you can use your smell, sense. Oh, this part does fit with what I know. But the same idea, which is, oh, avoid, maybe yes, maybe not, it can fit, doesn't fit. Again, that takes away from what Divya God is all about. Because Divya God is not only to understand this specific one, but it's keys and tools to get to the depth of what Torah is all about. In my Shurim, I try to follow these things. I try to ask the questions, to bring sources. But then to say something which is not just a word, an idea. But something which is be'etzem, as Ramosha always used to say, it's be'etzem. Be'etzem means the thing itself. It's the emistic thing, not something which is a word on the side. And many times I will dismiss, especially in Shomach Shon Adaf, or come every daf, some things that you know they're very beautiful and nice, but they're just wrong. It just doesn't fit. It's not right to say that. Because Divriya Godo, is the Shah in Pesach 
to the Kabbalah of Torah, to the depth of Torah, to the Oymik Divri Chazal, to every part of Torah connecting together. And mainly the only way to do it, the only way to learn it, is to try as much as possible, as much as person is able to do, to try to focus what's emis, and not just avort here, avort there, and a dear and a dear there. And to get to some emis, you have to go through understanding, having a source, and using your smell sense to figure out that this is the right thing. This is what I'm looking for. My Rebbe was Moiser Nefesh to give to the world the beauty of Torah, the depth of Divri Chazal, to bring that to the world. We should all be Zoichen to really be able to connect to that part of Torah, to the Oymik of Divri Chazal, to appreciate what a God to Chazal mean, to dwell into depths which are beyond the surface, beyond the simple understanding, and to have a little bit of a connection to a real divrihemis. Call to Uruguay and hope to see you all in upcoming shiurim.